Hello everyone, this is Sonali Mangal and welcome to another episode of Learn, Educate, Discover. On this podcast, we invite people from different professions on each of our episodes and we ask them a range of questions to try and understand what their job is all about. The goal of this podcast is to try and educate our listeners about as many different kind of jobs as we can so that someone listening to the show can decide does a certain job sound interesting to them or not and if yes, how do they go about exploring it further. On today's show, our focus is going to be on working on business strategy for a large company. Business strategy is typically a function which can be found in most medium and large-sized companies. To quote from Wikibooks, business or strategic management is the art, science and craft of formulating, implementing and evaluating cross-functional decisions that will enable an organization to achieve its long-term objectives. It is the process of specifying the organization's mission, vision and objectives, developing policies and plans, often in terms of projects and programs, which are designed to achieve these objectives, and then allocating resources to implement the policies and plans, projects, and programs. All right, that was a slightly long definition, but in a nutshell, someone working on business strategy will be thinking about what are the necessary things that a company needs to do to assure its long-term success. On today's show, to help us understand this area, our guest is Indrajit Dikshit, who works in the business strategy team at HP, or the Hewlett-Packard Company. Now, I'm sure most of you are familiar with HP. It is one of the largest information technology companies in the world, and it's headquartered in Palo Alto in California in the US. Many of you may have used one or more of HP's products, such as its laptops, computers, printers, as well as many other hardware and software products. Indrajit himself has a background in systems and electronics engineering. In fact, he has a PhD in systems engineering from University of Southern California. After completing his education, Indrajit spent a few years working as a management consultant, after which he moved to a role in business strategy at HP. And on today's show, he'll be sharing a lot of useful details to help us understand what a job in business strategy is all about. So with that, let's switch over to Indrajit. Hey Indrajit, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Hey Sonali, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm doing good, how are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. Are you done with the day today or do you still have a bunch of work to get done? Uh, no, I'm done for the day today. That's it's, awesome. Yes, it's, uh, the day actually ends here, so which is really awesome. Okay, yeah, not so bad as compared to consulting, I guess. Yes, definitely. Okay. So I know that you're a movie buff. What was the last movie that you saw? So I think I am a little behind as far as movie watching is concerned simply because of my parental obligations. But the last movie that I really enjoyed watching was Boyhood. It's a movie by Richard Linklater, who's, I think, one of my favorite directors. The movie is about a boy who grows up from the age of 7 or 8 to up to 18, and it was shot with using the same actors over a period of 10 or 12 years. Oh, really? So, okay. I haven't yes, seen it. So it's, it's very interesting. But in my mind, I think that was not the most interesting part. It's It's just such a such a real human story that it really engages the audience so well. And I think Linklater really captured that beautifully. But I'm no movie critic, so maybe I think we should talk more about business strategy. (laughs) No, I'll I'll put that on my list of uh, movies that I have to see. I would highly recommend it. All right. All right, so coming to you and your background, and then, of course, your role as uh, someone working on business strategy, 
so you started from a very technical background. You even have a PhD. And now you're working on business strategy for one of the leading IT firms in the world. What has your journey been like so far? And what was your thought process as you took certain key decisions along the way? I went directly from undergraduate to a master's degree program and then eventually into, got into a PhD program. So when I got into the PhD program at USC, my mind was, I was very clear that I wanted to become an academic at the end of the program. Oh, wow. So okay. with that in mind, it was, uh, you know, I was making progress towards that goal. But uh, I must say that um, the field that I majored in systems or industrial engineering, it is fundamentally a very practical discipline. It's, it's not very theoretical. I mean, not to say that there, are, there aren't theories or that, uh, you know, it's not as uh, rigorous as some of the other disciplines. It is very rigorous and it is fairly mathematically oriented. But at the same time, it has a very pragmatic focus. And the focus is always on solving, I mean, its roots are in basically solving critical business problems. So it's just a mathematical approach to those business, uh, to, to the solutions for those business problems. But at the heart of it, it is about business problem solving. And so when I was close to wrapping up my dissertation, the thought that crossed my mind was I can spend the next few years, you know, nurturing young minds, you know, helping them, uh, which is, I think, a very noble and, and really a great profession to be in. Or conversely, I could perhaps use the skills that I have you know, accumulated over the years to solve some of the more challenging business problems and help companies get better. So with that in mind, I think I decided to apply to a lot of consulting firms because I really wanted to have a two or three year sort of whirlwind tour of industry. And the best way to get that, I think, is to go into a management consulting firm. Mm-hmm. So I spent about three and a half years at AD Gurney, as you know. It was it was really a whirlwind tour of industry. I did work in oil and gas. I did work in healthcare, in retail, and across a multitude of functions from IT, marketing, to operations management. So with that, I think um, that collective uh, experience after three, three and a half years, I started thinking about what to do next because it just seemed like, uh, you know, especially when you live in the Bay Area in San Francisco, uh, if you're not in technology, you sometimes almost feel like a fish out of water. That is true. And yeah. That really helped me. I mean, that was really very, that was playing on my mind quite a bit. And that's when I decided that it was, you know, time to make the next move. And the question at that point was, and this is a very typical question which most consultants face when they are planning to switch from consulting to industry, is that should you go in corporate strategy or should you go in business strategy? And I don't think one is better than the other and and feel free to chime in. But my perspective was if I would go into corporate strategy, I may end up doing work which was somewhat similar to what I did in consulting. But I felt that business strategy was just, as the name goes, closer to the business. And it would really help me understand how a particular business is really run. So I think that really motivated me to go more towards, to gravitate towards business strategy versus corporate strategy. And I essentially ended up at HP, at the HP business strategy team. Right. So this is uh, this is a good point because I didn't realize that corporate strategy and business strategy are two different things. Could you perhaps elaborate a little bit on the differences between the two? 
sure and this is just my perspective so take it with a pinch of salt but i think uh, at a very high level corporate strategy team it, it's more about uh, your position as a company within the universe of competitors that you play with for example for hp uh, the question really is you know what is dell doing as a as a corporate strategist the questions that i would like to answer are you know what is dell doing what is uh, say a samsung doing or what is a canon doing and how can we do it better than them the business strategy on the other hand is more rooted in as i said the business itself so the questions that we typically try to answer now are you know everyone knows that we hp sells a lot of printers so the question for us is how do we sell those printers better like how can we improve our margins how can we lower our costs which markets should we target and how can we enter those markets or you know how can we improve our position within certain channels you know how can we improve our pricing so it's much more as i said you know much more engaged with the business and this is not to say that corporate strategy is not engaged with the business but it's just looking at a completely different set of problems got it okay so this is this is very helpful because it sounds like business strategy seems to be more of an internal role by internal i mean internal facing role where you're looking at the business that you have and you're trying to figure out how to improve it and Certainly. and the corporate strategy role seems to be a more external facing role where you're looking at what is happening outside the company right right i think that's that's the best way to summarize it okay okay and then do you work with the corporate strategy team on any initiatives we do we do uh, there is always some interaction that goes on between corporate strategy and us corporate comes and tells us that hey we have noticed that one of our competitors is doing certain things uh, what do you think should our response should be yeah are there any specific markets or channels or products that we should target or improve or things like that so there is always there's always a dialogue going on it's not necessarily uh, very i mean at least in my limited experience i haven't seen it on a very regular basis but the dialogue is always there got it okay so if you take the business strategy team in a typical company large sized company what is the planning process like i mean i can imagine that in a large company there will be hundreds of things that you can do so what right. is the planning process like and how does the team decide the areas to focus on so sonali uh, in my limited i mean i have been at hp for about 4 3 4 months now and what i've seen so far is the business strategy team typically helps with strategic planning that's one of our key functions and also with a lot of special projects and and these special projects are usually customer driven so in in this case our customers or clients typically are teams or categories within hp so for example where i work we have two major categories hp print and hp pcs so either the print or the pc teams will come and tell us that hey we have this particular problem we have noticed that we are not selling this as much as we should or can we sell this better should we change the pricing so those are those are typically the special projects that we participate in and these are very similar to uh, consulting projects in any top management consulting firm so it's the approach is again very data driven very hypothesis driven and we build the same models that i used to build at ad kearney maybe not as nice decks as i used to perhaps but still once tech building is in your dna it doesn't go away mm-hmm. i'm sure you know that mm-hmm. so uh, just to clarify some of the terms that you used 
what is a hypothesis driven approach so hypothesis driven approach is, is usually uh, a client or category team will come to us and, and will present a problem to us if for example one particular printer skew is not doing very well uh, our hypothesis on that would be that maybe we are selling it uh, in the wrong channel or in the raw or for the wrong retailers in that case our we would try to basically prove or disprove our hypothesis okay so if our if our hypothesis was that we are selling it in the wrong channel then we will compare that channel data against several other channels and see how that particular product is performing in different channels that okay yeah it seems like this is a channel problem so maybe we need to change the economics of this particular channel where that's a typical right. hypothesis and how do you arrive at these hypotheses that you'd like to test out so most of it is uh, there is a lot of discussion that goes on within the business strategy team we have problem solving sessions where essentially we just sit together and brainstorm and come up with a couple of hypotheses that we would like to test and then the question is to get the data acquire data from the right resources and test out those hypotheses using either basic statistical analysis or sometimes in some cases even very very sophisticated statistical analysis so let's go one step deeper into this process that you described as you said one of the business groups within the company might come to you and say we have such and such problem let's say this queue is not selling so well and we need your help in figuring out why this is happening and what what we can do to fix it this is a problem that is presented in front of the entire business strategy team so how would then the team tackle this is it does it then get broken down into smaller teams or does the entire team work on it uh so typically it gets broken down into smaller teams so for example there are seven or eight of us in the business strategy team and so our we are run by a director so the director is at any given time managing all the special projects that are going on so typically it's just a function of you know two or three of us will come together and tackle this problem we will keep updating our director about you know the progress that we are making and take uh, his or her feedback about where we are in this process and you know what should we be doing next and i think the more important thing is we have to always keep in touch with our category team members or our category folks or our clients because they are the ones who truly understand what is going on in the market and they have the content knowledge so they are the ones who can help us understand the business dynamics and we can run you know analytical models which can test out the hypothesis but they are always the ones who have the content knowledge so for us it is very important that we work very closely with them mm-hmm. so then can you give us some examples of the kind of problems that someone on the business strategy team would be solving sure personally as you know you know pcs anyone who has been in the pc business will tell you that pcs are a razor thin margin business so for us one of the problems that we almost always come across is how to improve our margin so improving the margin is usually a function of either improving your cost of goods sold or you're improving your operating expenditures so it's it's either a cogs as they say it or an opex problem sometimes we focus on the cogs sometimes we focus on the opex but the one word that i constantly hear i mean i must say i must hear it at least once every day or or multiple times every day is margin if if you wake me up in the middle of the night i think the first thing i would say is margin <laughs> okay all right and just to clarify cogs is cost of goods sold yes okay 
and OPEX is operating expenses. Operating, yes. Okay, all right. So then, could you briefly talk about the different roles that are present within the business strategy team? So I think at least here, what I'm, I've noticed is it's uh, somewhat similar to the structure that you see typically in a consulting firm. So we have analysts who essentially run the data, who acquire the data, run the data, and manipulate the data and conduct statistical analysis. We have associates or managers who typically manage the analysts and who typically are more involved in trying to ask the question of which analysis to run. Mm -hmm. So it's more about thinking than just purely execution. And then I think we typically have a director or a senior director who, as I said, manages multiple projects and who is typically responsible for for being basically the think tank and the content person for all of these projects. And then at, on top is always a vice president, but uh, a VP typically has so many different has to wear so many different hats that kind of hard to put him in a box. Got it. Okay. And then I'm, I'm imagining that that's what the career path also looks like. Yes. Okay. Analyst, associate, manager, director, and then VP. Yes. Okay. All right. So then, can you give an example of a typical day for us? What kind of activities do you do? So I think the typical day for us is. And at HP, it's typically not more than an eight or nine hour day. So it's, it's at least three to four hours of Excel, two hours of PowerPoint, one or two hours of email. <laughs> but okay. now I'm just being funny. I think <laughs> okay. uh, in a broad sense, typically what happens is once we are actually on a project and we always are, the first couple of hours during the day is just like between eight and 10. It's just a checkpoint that I may have with my director or just to give him or her a brief overview of what I'm planning for the day. The next couple of hours is usually just working on those problems. I typically have meetings with my category folks every afternoon, and that's just to give them an update of where we stand on a project and and if I need additional input from them, or if I need to validate any analysis that I have performed. So that's usually in the afternoon. And then again, a couple of hours, perhaps sometimes we have touch points with VPs or with other teams to tell them about the work that we are doing. And then, yeah, mostly it's uh, working on your own or working with your team. Right. Okay. And when you say category folks, these are the people who own various businesses at right. the company. Okay. Yes. All right. So I guess it sounds like you're spending a lot of time, A, in meetings and be in figuring out how to solve the problem and working with your analysts to right. make sure that it gets done. I, I would actually say that uh, I spend less time on meetings now than I did as a consultant. Oh, really? Okay. And, and, yeah. And I, and I think in consulting, it, it's a little different. You have to spend more time in meetings because you always have to meet clients and it's very imperative. Here, the pressure is not as much. and I can schedule a meeting only when it's necessary, not because... I think versus consulting where sometimes I had to schedule meetings, I didn't have a choice. So here it's, I can just send an email to my category team and tell them that, hey, this is what we have done. Is this okay? And they'll respond or if they request a meeting, then I can set one up. But it's, the pressure is not as much. Right. Okay. So you touched upon this a little bit in the beginning of the podcast, which is uh, your working hours. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that. Usually, when do you get into office? When do you leave? So I typically get in by around 9 o'clock in the morning and I typically leave by around 6.37. And again, it's not that I can 
I cannot leave earlier. I can certainly leave earlier, but part of it is just driven by my commute. So the commute is a lot easier at seven, which is why I end up leaving at seven. Right, right. But right. but I think for most people on my team, nine to nine to six is pretty normal. I see. And is that fairly standard across other companies also in a strategy function? I think what happens with business of corporate strategy is that it's somewhat similar to what we we experienced in consulting, and it's that there are crests and troughs. So there are there are peaks basically when you have to work a lot harder, and we are typically in the office say till eight or nine. But an average day, I think, is it is mostly nine to six. Maybe if you go back, and maybe if you are if you are really keen on pushing it, then you know you go home and work for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the best strategy guys that you might have worked with or seen around you, what do you see them do differently? That's a great question, I think. And I think it's something which I learned during my consulting years, actually, from one of the one of my really favorite people that I worked for. What he told me was, when you start a project on day one, you should have a vision of what the end is going to look like. And if you don't have that vision of what the end is going to look like you will never get it and i think throughout consulting and even at hp now projects which i believe were successful were because the end goal was very clear so the question really was how do we get there what are the steps that we need to take and how long those steps will take and of course anyone who has worked on a project will tell you that no matter how immaculately conceived your plan is there will be missteps and there will there will be things that will change that plan but not having a vision at the very outset i think is almost always a recipe for failure right so i think what really in my mind what distinguishes good or great strategists or great business strategies from others are is the fact that the smart people really know what the end looks like right right that makes sense so this brings up an, another interesting point some of the best projects that you might have worked on in this role what mm-hmm. made them stand out in your mind uh so i think the most important goal for me always is did it have a significant business impact and i think any project where the business impact was evident and it resulted either in savings or it resulted in more revenue that's always a victory for me uh-huh. I think the best projects that I have worked on, and I must say that I haven't been that long in HP, so I haven't seen the business impact yet of my work. But I think the projects that I've truly enjoyed in the past in consulting were the ones where clients typically took our advice and implemented it and were successful at what we proposed to them. Right. It sounds like your consulting background is helping you a lot in your strategy role. Certainly. And is that the typical background for most people on strategy teams? Yes, I must say there's a very strong bias for recruiting consultants, former consultants. I see. So almost everyone on my team has some prior consulting background. Got it. So then, if someone is interested in this role and they're figuring out how to get in, what would you recommend they do? I think if they have a strong consulting background, I think that would be a huge advantage again it's not necessary that you have to have a consulting background but even if you've had played a business strategist's role in some other firm i think that's good enough because at the end of the day the skill set is is more or less similar and the experience that you will gain will be similar 
And as far as educational background is concerned, is there any typical educational background for this role? I think again, it's I think it's just a function of the fact that we end up hiring a lot of ex consultants. It's usually undergraduate with an MBA degree from a top business school. Got it. Okay. All right. So then, coming back to your role, what are the aspects of working in business strategy that you enjoy the most? Personally, I think for me, the decision was really simple. I wanted to be close to the business. I wanted to experience the business. So for me, I think the part that I really enjoy is working with the category teams and and really helping them solve some of their key challenging problems. So it's it helps me understand the business better, and it helps them because I bring an analytical flavor that sometimes is lacking within their teams or. You know, sometimes it's just a question of you know more bodies on the floor because they have a day job that they are supposed to do, and they don't have the bandwidth necessary to perform certain rigorous analysis. So it's it's a win-win for both, I think. I see. And are there any aspects that you find challenging? I think uh, the one challenging aspect that I have noticed is it's a little easier when you are a consultant to give. a client basically the bad medicine because you are not part of the organization so you can always tell your client that hey buddy this is not working you need to do this it's a little harder now to do that because we are all part of the same organization and it's you know we have relationships and we want to work with each other and it's it's a lot harder for me to go and tell someone that buddy this is not working you need to do this i think it was a little easier as a consultant simply because of the fact that i was not part of that organization that's a great point so in this role what are certain skills that you learned which are very applicable even outside this role i think the skills are very transferable you develop a very rich analytical skill set which you can deploy if you are in a more profit and loss management pnl kind of management role so definitely in whatever you learn here you can take it over there but at the same time i think it's the soft skills that you need to develop which are much more important and i think again because this is somewhat similar to consulting what happens is you end up meeting and working with with a pretty diverse set of people and so you develop relationships which again are very useful whenever you and, and at least i'm assuming that you are saying taking on a different role within the same company so i think you develop an analytical skill set you develop domain expertise and you develop relationships which can help you be more successful in more profit and loss management kind of roles. Right. I mean I didn't necessarily mean within the same company but I think your answer would probably stay pretty much the same even if you take right. on a role in a different company. Yeah. Right. Maybe the network may not be as as effective perhaps if you move somewhere else but but definitely the soft skills and the analytical skills are very transferable. Right. Okay. All right, this has been super helpful. I'll just ask a few questions for the benefit of people who might be interested. in this role and would like to explore more so first of all if people want to learn more about what it's like to work in business strategy or they want to apply for a role in business strategy what are some resources that uh, you might recommend so i think it's the usual gamut of services like practically every major technology company or i think any fortune 500 company will have business strategy roles listed on their job websites so typically those are the best avenues to look for on their careers website so those that typically is the best avenue to look for business strategy roles but i think having said that it perhaps much more 
useful if you used your network to get in touch with people who are in these roles at good companies and speak to them and understand if there are openings or if the hiring process is still on. Right. Usually, what are the interviews like for a role like this? So, I think in my experience, almost all interviews are for these kinds of roles are case based. Preparation is very similar to what you would do when you are interviewing with consulting firms. So, it's but I think the cases perhaps are more focused on revenues or margins or, you know, more business, like more operational issues versus, say, acquisition related issues, which are more common for corporate strategy roles. That makes sense. So maybe could you talk a little bit about what are case interviews? Sure. A case interview is basically a, a business situation or a business problem that is presented to the candidate. And the objective of the case interview is to, from a, from an interviewer's perspective, is to understand how the candidate is essentially breaking down that problem and solving it. From a candidate's perspective, the candidate really has to understand what that business problem is. And sort of talking very abstract, let me just say that a simple business problem would be uh, our revenues are declining by and have declined by 10% over the last year. What do you think we should do? So that's a typical case. And candidate can typically respond by thinking about, say, costs versus profits and so on and so forth and break down that problem into two or three different major components and develop some hypothesis about what may be causing that problem and essentially discuss with the interviewer some strategies for resolving that problem. The key here is that the strategies or the approaches that you take should be rooted in data. So you should ask questions which basically force the interviewer to give you some data which can help you solve that problem. Okay, that's very helpful. Can you give us some strategies for how to prepare for a case interview? I think practice, practice, practice. That's the best way to do it. Uh, I'm sure you agree with me, given your important background. (laughs) No, I agree. You have to practice a lot. But what's the best way to practice? I think what really worked for me was practicing with a with a partner and just have one on one sessions, face to face sessions with my interview partner. I can present a case to him, and he or she can present a case to me. Just doing it face to face was very valuable. Okay. Okay. So this is something actually I wanted to ask earlier in the interview. What kind of person, in your opinion, would really enjoy himself or herself in a role in business strategy? I think I'm going to give the cop-out answer for this, which is basically someone who likes to solve problems and is very passionate. <laughs> but uh, I think, uh, having said that, I think three things which I which I am constantly learning and, and developing is someone who is basically very inquisitive, wants to know more, someone who is willing to work very hard. That's very critical. And lastly, I think just someone who likes to have fun. If you're not having fun at what you're doing, then you should be doing something else. That is true. Yeah, I mean, I guess that can be said for every job, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Indraji. This was super helpful. Any parting advice you'd like to share with people who are considering this role or would like to learn more? Yeah, I think just two things I would say that one is if you think you're going to enjoy it, you should definitely go for it. And I think, as I said, the most important piece of advice that I ever received was if you are in a business strategy or a consulting role or on a a business strategy project, if you don't know what the end looks like, then, you know, you are in trouble. You should know that very quickly. That's definitely very helpful and actionable, actually. So that's great. Thank you. Yeah. 
All right. Thanks a lot, Indrajit. Take care. Thank you, Sunali. It was great talking to you, and thank you for having me again. Yeah, of course. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye. Bye. So that was Indrajit with his take on what a role in business strategy is all about. I hope you found today's episode useful. If you have any feedback to share with us, or if you have suggestions on professions that we should include in our upcoming episodes, please do share your ideas with us. You can email us at learneducatediscover@gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at led underscore curator. As always, show notes from today's episode will be posted to our blog. You can find our blog at Medium. The URL is medium.com forward slash at LED underscore curator. On our next episode, we'll be talking about product management. So that should be a great discussion. Stay tuned for that one. Until then, adios.